your Bibles this morning, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 1. 1 Samuel, chapter number 1. And the book of 1 Samuel is appropriately named after the main character of the book and a man that God is going to use in a mighty way, Samuel the prophet. Samuel's going to be a man that God is going to use to uh, address the fallen nature and issues with King Saul. Samuel's going to be the man that God uses to... Uh, to help and strengthen and encourage and even reprimand King David. Samuel's a man that's mightily used of God. And the book of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel is rich. And uh, we see this main character. But I'm thankful to tell you that in the beginning of 1 Samuel chapter number 1, the Bible does not uh, neglect to tell us about Samuel's mother. And Samuel's mother plays a vital role in the life of Samuel and there's lots of great things we can learn from this lady, Hannah. And today we're going to talk about her, 1 Samuel chapter number 1. And this is not just a, late, a message for mothers, it's for everybody, but Hannah teaches us some great lessons about our faith and the hope we have in our God and our Savior, Lord Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says, Now there was a certain man of ramath em Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives, the name of the one was Hannah, the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. And prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. 
So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good. Tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. We come to the story of Hannah. I love the story of Hannah. We've probably got some folks in the room whose name is Hannah. And if your parents named you Hannah, they did a really good job of naming you after a lady that God used and blessed in a mighty way in the scriptures. Hannah. When we come to the story, we don't meet Hannah in very good shape, though. As a matter of fact, her heart is broken. She's found herself in a very difficult situation. Hannah is married to a man named Elkanah. And by every indication, Elkanah is a gracious and kind man. But Elkanah is also married to another lady named Penina. I would never recommend that you marry two women. It's not going to go well. And, uh, and Elkanah could testify to that today, even. But Penina... In contrast to Hannah, Penina had children. As a matter of fact, she had a number of children. She had sons and daughters. Both of those words are plural here in the text. And at this moment in society, to be a lady that was unable to bear children, it was a great disgrace. And often folks believed that it was God not blessing you. Now, I want to remind you of something. If you're in a situation in your life where you don't have something that you long for, don't think that it's because God, some reason, for some reason, is punishing you. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose. And we need to determine to ask God to help us through these empty spots and let God fill the spot that only God can fill in our hearts. But Hannah has a hard time. Her heart's broken. She'd love to have children. And to make matters worse, Penine is not very nice. It's the custom of their family. Once a year they go to where the priest, priest Eli is, and they go and offer sacrifices. It's a trip that they all make as a family. And for every year, for some reason, it's the time where Penina extra, extra rubs it in Hannah's face that Penina has children and Hannah does not. Hannah's heart's broken and she's grieved. She's at, in the presence of Eli the priest and she prays. It's an interesting thing that happens in Hannah's life. And Hannah prays. The Bible says in, uh, in verse 
she's praying in verse number 13. Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Hannah's praying, and she's so in such duress that she's praying, and her mouth is moving, but there's no words going out of her mouth. And Eli looks at her, and the priest looks at her and thinks she's drunk. Someone said this. I thought it was a, a very appropriate thing to say when you see Hannah there praying. She said, he said, it's okay to pray with your heart and not with your words, but it's never okay to pray with your words and not your heart. And Hannah's praying to the Lord in her heart. Eli sees her says, are you drunk? She says, oh, no, I'm not drunk. And she says in verse number 15, look at it with me. Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. She says, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. You hear what she says? She says, I am a woman with a sorrowful spirit. Now, folks, I know that there are seasons when we all get there. We have this... I am a woman, I am a man, I am a person of a sorrowful spirit. I want to remind you of something. If you found yourself in that place, don't forget there's a bright hope for you. Hannah in the story, she says, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. If you feel that way today, I'm certain you're not alone. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. Something amazing happens. Something happens between verse number 15 and verse number 18. Look at verse number 18 with me. I want you to see the expression on Hannah's face change and the burden in her heart. I want you to watch it be lifted. The Bible says in verse number 18, she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. You see that? Oh, Hannah goes from, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit, crying, crying so nastily. How many of you have ever had a nasty cry? You know, She was having a nasty cry. Crying that much and that bitterly. A woman of a sorrowful spirit to her countenance no longer sad. What happened? A little bit later, I'll tell you. A little bit later as God's blessed her with a baby named Samuel. She comes back to the presence of Eli, and when she sees Eli, she reminds Eli. She says, I want to remind you of something. Verse number 26, look at it with me. The end of verse number 26, she says, Eli, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. I think that Hannah highlights the thing that made the difference. The thing that changed her bitter countenance, her sorrowful spirit, to a spirit and a countenance of joy and peace and God's blessing. She said, I prayed to the Lord. Today's message is titled that. Hannah prayed to the Lord. Hannah prayed to the Lord. I'm so thankful that Hannah prayed to the Lord. She's got a story to tell us and something I think will help you as we'll follow along and look at God's word today. Hannah. Let's, let's just say this, number one. Hannah's problem. Hannah's problem. Uh, how many of you have ever had a problem? Would you raise your hand? <laughs> how many, I won't ask you to raise your hand any further. How many of you had a problem this week? How many of you already had a problem today? How many of you anticipate you're going to have a problem this coming week? And we could all probably raise our hands because we have problems, right? Now, Hannah had problems, and we all have problems. Uh, you could say this with me. My name is Cody, and I have problems. Uh, why don't you try it? Uh, say it with me, except you use your name. Ready? One, two, three. My name is Cody, and I have problems. 
And uh, all God's people said amen. And we all have problems. And Hannah's got some big problems. We don't want to discredit her problems or, or, or discount them because they are m- massive and real. But I want you to see if you can identify maybe with some of Hannah's problems. Hannah had problems. Her first problem was she had a physical problem. Now, these are terrible, are they not? Physical problems. Uh, you can't control in so many ways. You can, there's a lot of your health that you can't control, right? Hannah had physical problems. Look what the Bible says in verse number 2. In verse number 2, the Bible says uh, that Hannah had no children. Hannah had no children. Can you imagine the discouragement time and time again when Hannah realized that there's no baby in my future? Hannah had physical problems. Now, physical problems can get really discouraging, can they not? Physical problems. She had problems. Not only did she have physical problems, but she also had family problems. Have you ever had a family problem? Ooh, that's brutal, isn't it? But, but we all have them. And let me just tell you something. If you're going to have a close family, you're going to have to work your way through a lot of family problems. We work our way through problems, not in pride, but in humility. We work our way through problems, not in arrogancy and domineering, but in humility and grace and forgiveness. Family problems. Look what the Bible says in verse number 6. The Bible says her adversary, Hannah's adversary, provoked her sore. How many of you ever had somebody in your family that provoked you? <laughs> That's not fun, is it? But it happens. Now, Hannah had a real problem. I'll just tell you, Penina was not very nice. As a matter of fact, Penina knew that Hannah was heartbroken because she didn't have any children. And Penina, every chance she got, she rubbed it in her face. Let me tell you, if there's any hint of Penina in your attitude, you need to ask God to forgive you. You need to repent of your sin. Penina was not nice. And it broke Hannah's heart. The Bible says that her adversary provoked her sore for to make her fret. You know what Penina was trying to do? She was trying to make Hannah fret. Look, if you get any joy out of making people fret, you're rotten. Stop that mess. But if you allow people to rub things that are out of your control and only in God's control in your face and cause you to fret, I want to encourage you to do something. Trust the Lord. Oh, Hannah, she had family trouble. The Bible says in verse 7, As she did so year by year, went she up to the house of the Lord. So she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. I'm just telling you, Hannah had problems. She had physical problems. She had family problems. She didn't only have physical and family problems, but she had impossible problems. In verse 6, the Bible says the Lord shut up her womb. Now look, there was nothing in the world that Hannah could do to solve this problem. It's desperate, isn't it, to think that there's things and problems we have that there's nothing we can do about. I'm a pull myself up by my bootstraps kind of guy. I'm not just going to make excuses and whine about why I don't have or can't get what I need. I'm going to work and roll up my sleeve, but I've come to find out there's a lot of things I just can't work hard enough to accomplish. And we have to trust the Lord. She had impossible problems. Her problems continue not only... Impossible, but they've lasted a long time. 
The Bible says that year by year they made this trip to the prophet and priest, to Eli. That year by year they did this. And year by year, Penina did the same thing. And every time it seemed like they came together to worship the Lord and give sacrifice, Penina rubbed it in her face. She had long-term problems. I want to remind you of something. You're dealing with trouble and problems. And maybe they've been around a long time. And maybe you've asked the Lord to take them away. And that's okay to do. Let me share with you something I hope will help you. We don't need necessarily and primarily be looking for all of our problems to be erased. Heaven's around the corner. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be everything you dreamed and more. But let me encourage you to do something as a Christian today. There's a song. I love the lyric. We need to not be looking for the great escape. We need to be looking for the grace. You know, we're always looking for the great escape. It's in our nature. I can, as soon as this is over, I can be happy. As soon as I get here, I can be happy. As soon as I have that, I can be No, it, as soon as you get to wherever you think you're going to be, where you can be happy, there'll be some new problem. How many of you have discovered that to be true? We don't be looking for the great escape. We need to be looking for the grace. God's grace is sufficient. And Hannah, she had problems. And among her problems, the length of problems was not the greatest of her problems. The last thing I want to show you about Hannah was Hannah's greatest problem. Look at the Bible says in verse number 10. And she was in bitterness of soul. What was Hannah's greatest problem? I'll tell you, Hannah's greatest problem was Hannah had gotten to the place where she let Penina get under her skin so much that she was bitter and angry. It was her own sin. That was her greatest problem. Now, Penina, I think she's the villain in this story. And maybe there's somebody in your life that has caused you so much grief that you are continually aggravating and you've let bitterness boil up in your soul. Let me tell you something. Penina is the villain, but Hannah is guilty of allowing the bitterness of her soul to cause her great grief. But I want to tell you, Hannah does something that's right and something that we all need to emulate. You see, not only did Hannah have problems, but Hannah is led by God to the remedy for her problems. The first point is her problem. Number two, her remedy. I want you to see this. What happens in verse 10? And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. What does Hannah do? She prayed to the Lord and wept sore. She prayed. Now, this is so important. What did Hannah do? All right, Hannah's in a bad way. My name is Hannah, and I have problems. Now, what do you do? I'm bitter. I'm angry. My name's Hannah, and I have problems. What do you do? I'll tell you what some people do. For years now, in Hannah and Elkanah and Penina's life, once a year they've made their way to the presence of God to offer sacrifices to the Lord. That Their Christian service is in question here. And so Hannah could say, I'll tell you one thing, Elkanah, I ain't never going back with Penina and y'all in the presence of Eli because every time I do, she provokes me, I get mad, I cry, I make a fool out of myself. I'm not ever going back there again. I'm not ever doing that again. If this is what God is, I don't want anything to do with God. 
But that's not what Hannah does, and praise God, Hannah doesn't. What did Hannah do? She didn't turn her back on God in her time of greatest need when the problems were piling up. You know what she did? Hannah prayed. Hannah prayed. Hannah went to the Lord. We can continue. I want you to see some things here. The Bible says she prayed. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept sore. In verse 11, she vowed a vow to the Lord. She said, Lord, I'll serve you. I'll use my life to glorify you. If you'll give me a child, I'll give him back to you. In verse number 13, the Bible says, Hannah spake in her heart. She's praying, seeking God. Verse number 15, Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. She said, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I wasn't drunk. She said, I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. But look what she says in verse 15. She says, I have poured out my soul before the Lord. What did Hannah do? What was Hannah's remedy to her problem? She prayed first. And then the Bible says, and she testified, she says, I have poured out my soul to the Lord. I think this is very important. Your soul. She says, I've poured out my soul to the Lord. What is your soul? I'll tell you, your soul biblically is your intellect, all right, your emotions, and your will, your desire, your will. You know what Hannah said? Hannah says, I've poured out my soul to the Lord. What'd she do? The first thing she did is she poured out her soul. She said, Lord, here's my intellect. I know that Penina is not very nice. I know That she makes me mad. I know that she is the villain. I know. But Lord, I'm going to give you all I know. I'm going to give you my intellect. Lord, I don't know why you've not blessed me with a child. But she poured out her soul to the Lord. She said, here's what I'm thinking. Lord, what I'm thinking, I don't understand it all. But I'm going to give it to you. She poured out her soul before the Lord. She poured out her intellect. She poured out her emotion. Have you ever got hot around the collar because of a problem? Have you had to deal with emotions whew, because of betrayal and whatever? You know what Hannah said? Hannah said, Lord, I'm going to give you, not only am I going to give you my intellect, I'm going to pour out my soul, I'm going to give you my emotions. Lord, you know that I'm dealing with this. You know the struggle that I have. Lord, here's my emotion. Lord, I want to give it to you. I need help with this. I can't control it. I'm mad as a hornet. Help me. She poured out her soul to the Lord. She poured out her will to the Lord, her intellect, her emotion, her will, her will. You know what she wanted? She wanted children. She wanted a boy. She wanted Penina to get what was coming to her. She wanted, she had a will in her life. She said, Lord, I want your will and my will to match. And until they do, I'm going to give you my will. Here's my will. Just do with me, Lord, what you want. You know what happened? This is something that happens and changes Hannah's perspective. You remember Hannah says, I'm weeping bitterly. Hannah is, I'm, I'm just, I'm crying incessantly Hannah has got this bitterness of soul and then all of a sudden next thing you know she she no longer she goes away and she's happy again what happened I'll tell you what happened Hannah turned to the Lord now look it's the oldest trick in the devil's playbook 
When you get upset, heartbroken, devastated, and rightfully so in so many occasions, the devil wants to tell you, Shoo, you need to take some time away from church and God and God's people and God's word. You need a little break from, from God's people. You need a little break from, from the preaching. You need a little break from the Sunday school class. You need a little break from serving the Lord. You need a little break. from. Now, let me tell you something. In 20-some years of preaching and pastoring people, I've heard many times in counseling sessions folks who said, we're just taking a little break from, from church for a while. We need to get some things settled out. Let me just tell you something. I have zero, that many, zero success stories from that plan. I'm not trying to boost the attendance of the church. That's not what matters the most. I want you to thrive. I want your family to thrive. I want your children to thrive. I want your home to be a place that's sweet. And I want God to give you peace and joy in your heart. And running from God is not the right direction. Running towards God is the right direction. And Hannah... I can tell you right now, she's in glory and she's praising God that on this particular day, she didn't turn her back on God and just determined to keep hating Penina, keep hating Elkanah, keep hating on, the, on her circumstances. And she turned to God. I can tell you today, she's thankful that she didn't quit on God. She's thankful that she didn't back up on God. She's thankful that she didn't slow down on God. She's thankful that she turned to the place where she'd get her help. You see, the remedy for Hannah's problems was found in a relationship with God. If you find your heart getting cold towards God and you begin to justify removing yourself from the influence of God, God's people, God's word. You, my friend, are walking down a path of destruction and I challenge and I beg you, turn back to him. Her remedy. She prayed to the Lord and she poured out her soul before God. She turned right to the Lord and she's so glad she did. Let's consider this number three as we conclude. The results. The results. What happened? I want you to see verse number 18. It's my favorite verse in this chapter. Verse number 18, the Bible says, She said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat. And her countenance was no more sad. This is all that happened. Eli looked at her and said, What's wrong with you? And she said, My heart's broken. I'd like to have a child, but I can't. And my husband's other wife, that's a problem in itself, right? My husband's other wife rubs it in my face all the time that she has boys and girls. And she says, I just want to, I just want God. I want God's will. And all of a sudden, something happens. She goes from being in bitterness of spirit, a sorrowful spirit to her countenance was no more sad. What changed? When Hannah walks away from the presence of Eli, what changed? I'll tell you what hadn't changed. Penina hadn't changed at all. Penina's going to be just as rotten as she's always been. But Hannah's at a place where Penina can be as rotten as she wants to be. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'll tell you something else that hasn't changed. Hannah is not expecting her baby yet either. But her countenance changes. There is nothing 
In Hannah's circumstance that changes, in order to change her countenance to what is right, let me tell you, if you're waiting on your prayer to be answered or your circumstance to change before you can be happy, you are waiting in vain. Look, when you turn to the Lord and you humble yourself before, when you pour your soul out, Lord, guess what happens? God will lighten your load. Most of the time when we still find ourselves in bitterness of soul, you know what it is? Because we're still holding on to a little bit of pride. We're still holding on to a little bit of resentment. We're still holding on to a little bit of foolishness. But Hannah, she poured out her soul to the Lord. And the byproduct was God brought her from a place of great sorrow and bitterness of spirit to a place where she's no longer sad. She was trusting the Lord. The results, her spirit was changed, her life was changed. I can just summarize this really quickly. Her life was changed. Guess what happened? It won't be long until she'll be holding her arms a baby, precious baby boy named Samuel. And God's going to bless her with more. She brings him to the Lord, and God uses Samuel in a mighty way. God uses Hannah's life the way God designed Hannah's life to be used. When Hannah said, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Let me tell you something. It's a message for mothers and fathers and boys and girls and people of all ages. You see, if you want peace in your heart and joy for life, You know where you find it? You don't find it running from God. You don't find it trying to get even. You find it when you humble yourself before the Lord. You pray to the Lord. You cry out to the Lord. You pour your soul out to the Lord. It's there, like Hannah, where you and I can find peace that passes understanding and the blessing that God has for our lives. I beg of you, don't let bitterness rule you. Don't let pettiness rule you. Don't let life get you to a place and the devil convince you that away from God and God's people is the place where you need to be. Mm. It's the furthest thing from the truth. And Hannah sets a great example of the power of trusting in the Lord on our countenances and for our futures. Hey, learn a little something from Hannah today. Hannah prayed to the Lord. And I'll tell you, she's still glad she did. Let's pray.